Lisa, how you been, man? Um, yeah, that's a good question. It's been a funny few weeks, man, to be honest. Uh, it's been pretty stressful uh, and uh, busy and just sort of feeling under the gun a little bit. Um, it's obviously winter, middle of winter here. We had the solstice like the other day. Terrible. For a number of weeks, we had sort of really bad, windy, storm-like conditions. You know, the these these storms come in off the uh, off the Tasman and the Pacific and just rip through Wellington. Um, and so, it can be quite miserable in winter, to be honest. Um, and then at the same time, I've picked, I've been doing a few other. I've picked up some more work with a with, with with my buddy, helping him out with some design stuff, and um, it's just put me under the gun a little bit with with work. Um, you know, work, work, um, but in a in kind of in a good way. And just today, I was sort of reflecting on it, and a few things came to fruition, which I'd like to talk to you about potentially. But um, I feel like, in a way, it's kind of made it. The cycle has completed, and I've come through to some really powerful realizations around where I need to be and what I need to do. So, kind of through the difficult times, you you always come out and find you know strength and. Uh, it's interesting because it's it's a topic that I wanted to to discuss actually today. Oh, really? Um, so yeah, we can sure. we can touch on that later. Yeah. Um, but just uh, you know, what what are your tips for getting through like Wellington winter? Do you have um, a, so? How do you stay Genki? How do you stay happy? Oh man, I it, it's it's tough, man. It, it has been a, a pretty full on uh, couple of weeks. Um, and to put it to put things in perspective. You know, I um, I come back to this old acronym. You might have heard it, like hope, hold, you know, hold on, pain ends. Um, <laughs> and I mean, that's a bit serious, but it is kind of like you know, um, you just got to stick it out, you know. And sometimes you just got to wait for a nice sunny day to come along, you know. Um, yeah. And it really is that, you know. And I think as I get older, you know, because when you when you yeah, when you're younger, you think oh, this thing hits you, and and you don't know how to deal with it. Mm. Um, and and especially if you're if you're creative and you're like man I don't feel like doing anything I'm I'm down I'm depressed it's not working, um, and you think that that's it and that's all you're ever going to have forever you know, um, but I think as you get through it you realise that it is seasonal and um, I was just saying to Rena we went for this big walk today, and I, I think we could learn a lot from plants you know and in winter you know they lose their leaves and they're like oh man that must be tough but it always comes back in the springtime you know, yeah, um, it's lovely. And, yeah, and we had just this beautiful, um, we went on this big walk today just through the city and it was a lovely blue day. It was a bit chilly, but kind of like, it felt like a spring day, even though spring's still a while away. Um, and I was like, it kind of made up for <laughs> for having such miserable weather and just, because, you know, we are, we are affected by our environment, mm. you know. Um, I mean, you must... Um, you must know what I mean. Like, Absolutely. Like London at the moment is sort of a bit like uh, hit or miss. Some days it's really hot, really warm, sunny. And then the next day, like today, it's really grey um, and really wet, which is a shame because it's a Saturday. I mean, to be honest, man, today, so it's it's pretty much like 8 o'clock in the evening here. And I would say, I was saying to Rena, you know, we went on this huge walk today and like today felt like what I would call like a, a perfect day, man, like. Yeah, just one of the best days of my life. Good man. Um, How far did you walk? Uh, yeah, a decent amount. I walked like to the other side of the cities, sort of for about four or five hours. Um, but you know, and and I, I don't take it lightly when I say it was, it was almost an almost perfect day. You know, <laughs> well, it was pretty much a perfect day. You know, we we got up, we slept in, and you know, had big wigs, slept in, woke up, had some bagels at our house. I was just doing a bit of Chinese study in the morning. I watched a really great movie that I want to talk to you about. This really great Chinese Chinese movie that I found. I'm just chilling around, you know, with the heater on as as the day warmed up, and then blue skies came along, and we thought, you know what, let's let's go out and wander the world. And I think I've talked about it before, but just getting out of a space, you know, and just going for a walk. Um, and we visited um, the old, my old university, my old flat. We went, like, did a bit of a flyby memory lane of all these places. Um, and it's seeing how they had changed and how we had changed and kind of reflecting on that and it just kind of consolidating stuff. It just, yeah, it really was, it was powerful, man. So I, yeah, I don't know if that makes much sense, but that was no, it's day. great. It's really great to hear. I'm so glad, man. I'm really happy. And, and going back to what we said earlier, just, uh, you know, in terms of going through funk or going through a bit of a, a sad time, it's sort of, it really helps to zoom out and view your life as, as a whole rather than focusing on the individual days right like yeah. if you if you get caught up in in one bad day or one bad week 
you're you're going to think oh my life is so bad it's so difficult but zoom out a little bit notice that you know you've got the rest of your life to go i mean what we're still really young aren't we yeah. so we've got <laughs> we've still got 30 odd years until we're 60 and then you know everyone says life begins at 40 so yeah. we've got some time we've got some time just take it slow yeah, I mean, I think it's that that kind of acquired wisdom that people mm. talk about, you know, and you pick mm. it up as you go. And I mean, I, I, reflecting on a few things, you know, because I, I work with quite a few quite young 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 people, you know, um, just you know, people in their early twenties, people at the beginning of their career, yeah. um, just through some of these these new projects I'm taking on, you know, really creative people as well. Um, but you know, I, I can definitely see that I can see myself in them, mm. you know, and when you're when you're you know, starting out and, and you've got all these dreams and ideals and, and, and visions for yourself and you try and, you know, and, and you want to see that, that work and you can be quite impatient about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and I was just, again, you know, there's a number of things like realizations that have come together, especially around my work, you know, because it's all intertwined. But this new series, this New Zealand Nocturnes series really is a, an evolution in, in what I'm trying to do with, with my photography. Um, and for a number of years, just with my wandering process, you know, that was all I knew. And, and I tried to make everything kind of fit into this category. But now I realize that, you know, I've, I've been able to evolve it. And so mm. or it's, it's been able to evolve, I, I should say. And now I'm in a long, in a long-winded kind of, way, of a way, I'm, I'm coming back to core derive and, and really being able to look at that a bit more objectively um, as opposed to when I was in the, in the midst of it, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, you take a little bit of a step back. Yeah, and and I mean, obviously with COVID, it's like, man, I, I haven't been able to wander around the mega cities like I used to hmm. you know, for a num number of, number of months, number of years. Um, but basically, you know, coming back to this body of work, which effectively the epoch has been, you know, laid out for for me. You know, there the, there was pre-COVID derive and post-COVID derive, and and that. Pre-COVID derive, you know that's a, that series is done. You know that period is is finished, and that that body of work is is there. And so it's now time for me to actually come back to that. And we, I think we started doing that with Wander the Night, mm. the, you know the the website with the with your soundscapes and, and some of my images. But in a way, actually, with the, the the broader body of images, it's like actually being able to look at that objectively as as a, as a part, you know, a period in, in the past. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. T talking about Wonder the Night, maybe we should uh, we should release something soon. Yes, new, yes. What's our, what's our what's our next city, man? Would be nice to do Kyoto. I've got I've got some stuff for Kyoto. Um, I got some images. I actually I think yeah we've we've got we've talked about it. I think we've got some ideas for that. Eh? Yeah, I had a track. I had a track finished for it, and then yeah. um, I I've, I'm going through this funny period at the moment. I, I've mentioned this in previous podcasts but i'm being a bit too critical on my own work mm. and i don't know why i don't know where it's come from but um the track that i had for for wonder the night kyoto i was really happy with and mm. um so was going through the mixing process was going through the mastering process and then just just one day i opened it up and i was just like this this is lacking something and i couldn't quite get it and uh you know i mean do you ever do you ever deal with those problems? Oh man, it's yeah, it, it is tough. I, I think there's a certain potentially because that would have been since you've returned to the UK, or was this? Yes, that's a good yeah, good. Because all all of the other Wonder the Night stuff was that when you were in the UK, or was that when all the other Wonder the Night stuff is in uh, Tokyo, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I have a suspicion for myself as well, but both of us, you know, being back into somewhat familiar environments changes the approach or the way the creativity flows you know um like i, I definitely i i mean it's it's hard to get that kind of sense of awe of lit of being in a completely unknown place mm. when it's a country or a, you know somewhere where you grew up you know yeah. um and so potentially um you know i, I think maybe that you've been critical of your work because you're you're in this environment where you know it's super familiar and mm. so the experimentation as well can be um i don't want to say lacking but you know there's there's more there's more constraints on what you feel that you can do um yeah because you know subconsciously you're just familiar with it you know um mm, that's an interesting point i think you might be onto something there 
Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I mean, it, I have to actively not think. I mean, I have to put myself into this space, this this kind of flow state, to actually do what I do because I would never have ever thought I would take photos of houses in New Zealand. You know, um, there's just nothing. You know, I, I, my old me wouldn't have seen anything there, but. I have to approach it as if I was coming in from overseas and I didn't know anything, you know? I love it. I really love it. I'm really excited to see more of this uh, series, New Zealand Nocturnes. Yes, yes, no. But um, today we we were going to, we, we had planned this out a little bit. I think we were going to talk a little bit about your process, right? Your musical. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I sent you over um, a piece of work that I just finished, a track that I just finished. It's it's like 90, 99% done and then I just want to master it. Um, okay. So yeah, let's let's take a listen now.
That's an incredible man. Thanks, man. That was it's beautiful. Yeah, no, it's I've just made a few notes down here as I listen to it. Um you know, that really that's incredible. Uh, I'm getting this very enchanted um beautiful kind of vibe from it. Um it's sort of like um yeah, I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh so it's quite a different track from usual like you know, I usually write a lot longer pieces um a lot more repetitive uh sort of you know minimalistic but repeating patterns i like i like to use that a lot with this track um it just felt natural to make it a lot shorter so this is like you know three or four minutes shorter than pretty much everything i've made recently at least three or four minutes shorter um it sort of came i think i think it was inspired a lot by london life and sort of living on the boat you know being in such a different place has really affected uh mm. my sound and i don't know i don't know about when other people listen to that but when i listen to that track i think it's very claustrophobic it sounds very claustrophobic to me mm. i don't know if that's because i'm living on a boat and that has fed into the music the boat that i'm living on for anybody that well nobody does know but it's tiny <laughs> the boat is absolutely tiny um so it's a narrow boat but it's uh longer than it is wider of course but um yeah, yeah. it's quite yeah small. no i i got the I, th- I felt like yeah it's, it's definitely a lot shorter than your other stuff and um I really felt this sense that there's these layers and movements that are intertwined in it, you know, and as you go through the piece, it sort of comes together. And so at first, it actually, I'm, I mean, I've got this enchanted forest written down here, but it kind of, the glimmers of it, you know, and then as it goes through, it, it kind of, this thing emerges and these layers um, and, yeah. and motions, and then it just trails off, you know, at the end. And it, it feels very much like a, an, an SJF piece. Mm. Uh, and uh, I really connect with it. I've been listening to a lot of your stuff lately as well. Um, Thank you. Uh, a lot of soundscapes radio, isn't it? Yeah, no, I've got I've got a, a playlist of um, of Simon. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean, it just uh, yeah, it, it's it's quite a yeah, it's my thing, you know. Um, Going back to the layers that you just yeah. mentioned, um, I am very much inspired by like uh, polyrhythms, the idea of polyrhythms, and it's sort of you know lots of rhythms interacting with each other with each other in the piece um not always in time not always in the same melody or something like that but sort of steve reich uh philip glass and lubomir melnick uh they all use this kind of technique where you have a lot of overlaying patterns playing different lines but what they do is they create like a mesh of sound right like a Mm. a beautiful cobweb or a cloud or something like that Um, i love that yeah it's a nice idea, isn't it? So that's definitely what I focused on here. Um, there's there's about three or four layers. There's a piano. There's a bit of my OP1 in there. And everything is just playing its own sort of little tune, but in the same key, right? Yeah, it's, it's almost this kind of chaos, chaos theory thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like um, I'm reminded of... Um, uh, you know, just with like weather patterns and, and 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 kind of natural phenomena, you don't necessarily have this kind of logical sequence, but it all seems to just work together. You know, like the bird songs or or any kind of natural process. It's as you say, kind of a cobweb of of layers. It doesn't necessarily go one, two, three, four. You know, you know. And the the other one that comes to mind is like with like uh, the sun. You know, and and sunspots and solar activity. It's, scientists are still trying to find out what those cycles actually look like you know Mm. because you know there's there's periods of like 11 years and then there's like super cycles and it all kind of eventually makes sense but it's not clear until a cycle has has finished you know where those kind of um, meta meta cycles actually stop and start so um but yeah man it's it's beautiful work how how long did you uh work on that piece for thank you so um it took me about well, to get to get like eighty percent of the track done took a couple of evenings, um, but like I said, I've been very critical recently, so I, I worked on the the mixing stage quite like quite long. Uh, it took me about three weeks, and um, the reason it took so long is because I've sort of changed my production technique a little bit. So um, recently, I learned 
of this technique that everybody knows and that I didn't know for the longest time. And it's to mix your songs in mono. So, you know, like mono stereo, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So always up, up, up until I, I learned this technique, I, I mixed in stereo and then I, I found it out and I tried it. So what you do is on, you know, on the master channel of your, of your Ableton set, you just put a mono um, stereo uh, squeezer stereo down to mono and um what what happens then is that you have to be really careful about your levels and you have to make sure that every track in the piece has its own space within the the mix because otherwise everything will just become completely congested and it's like a traffic jam of noise you know it's just horrible um if every if everything's at the same volume but you've separated it by panning left and right in the speakers it'll sound good as stereo but if somebody plays it on their iphone or if somebody plays it on a you know a mono source um it'll just sound absolutely awful and my oh. music is quite it's quite um i i do rely on the stereo field a lot right like that's how i used to write so uh, my main my main pieces would always be right in the center my main line would always be in the center but everything else is like panned hard left hard right or soft left soft right mm-hmm. um so when you've got a beautiful pair of headphones on it sounds great but then as soon as you put it on apple airpods or put it on some rubbish little speakers it just sound it just fell apart you know or yeah or it just congealed yeah. together Um, so this new mixing technique mixing in mono is helping me a lot now if i if i put that track uh through through my iphone speaker it sounds way better than my previous tracks well actually it's it's interesting you mentioned that because um there is a there's one of your tracks that i listen to i I don't know which one it is off the top of my head but it it actually when i listen to it on on the macbook speakers Mm, mm. um it, it just it, 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 there's something that happens and it like reverberates the case or something like that. it sounds <laughs> it sounds really great on headphones but the it, it just gets really tinny on yeah. on um, on the aluminium frame and I, it's it's just that one track that does it and that's exactly um, yeah that's exactly it yeah. so it's probably something some problem with the bass somewhere yeah I didn't level the bass properly um, but um, yeah I, I'm converted now I'll be mixing everything in mono. That's really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a nice little production, you know, hack. And like I said, everybody knew it except for me. So, oh, it's, like, that's, it's all good, man. That's that's what discovery. I was, I was actually just curious. I mean, I'm, I'm not too familiar with, with uh, music production, but is there an opportunity um, to actually mix it at higher, you know, like 5.1 or or, or other, you know, sort of more. Um, you know, with more, um, more channels, you know, yeah. is that something you've ever done? Yeah. I mean, I mean, they would totally do that in the studio, right? They would have yeah. a separate subwoofer, which would be the point one channel. Yeah. Um, so when they were mixing it, they'd probably have some speakers behind them, some speakers in front of them. Uh, and they, they could do that totally, but, um, it all depends on your setup at home. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I unfortunately yeah. I'm still mixing on <laughs> headphones because, yeah. because I'm on the boat. Um, but I did just bring some, I brought my speakers up from Suffolk, my little monitors, Genelec monitors. So I'll be mixing uh, with those soon. That's good to hear. Yeah. I mean, I just think, I mean, it could be something, um, in the future. Uh, I mean, I'm really interested in in what it takes to do mixing and, and, you know, video and stuff as well. And then, Mm. and just kind of on that next layer up where you're, you know, actually in the space, um, and you're able to play with the kind of the the volume of the space, um, as opposed to you know the end user being say headphones actually like in the cinematic experience. Yeah. With your music, you know what what would it take to be able to you know pan around the room, you know back and forth, and yeah. Uh, so one we, day <laughs> at university we had an eight point one setup in uh, oh, wow. in one of our rooms, and you could literally so there was a mixer right dead center in the middle of the room, and you could just you know move things around the space because the the speakers were set up in a circle around yeah. the listener and um you could literally move it from one speaker around to the other and oh it's so beautiful man it's great i'd yeah. love to do that again yeah no but that's that's really cool to hear um it, it actually reminds me a little bit um so i mentioned i, I watched this film earlier today um mm. this chinese film it's called uh, suzhou river or in chinese suzhou he mm. suzhou he 
um, and it's uh, it's uh, f- from the year two thousand. So the director is uh, uh, Lo Ye, and um, I just found it actually by I, I was looking at Shanghai soundscapes on YouTube randomly, and I found mm. this um, really well done, just ambient soundscape of just the sounds of of the rivers and the cars and the traffic and things. And um, there was a little bit with a little kind of ditty, kind of an old song um, called Along the Suzhou Canal. And that's that's like a sort of west western Shanghai. There's this, this area called Suzhou, which is, was quite poor once upon a time. And so there's all these canals running through it. And this little ditty kind of rang out. And then I, I Googled that and I, I searched for that. And, I, and then it came up, came up with this movie. And it was just uh, like... It was just on YouTube, like the whole thing with no subtitles. So I watched it in Chinese, um, no subtitles, just trying to, you know, as with my limited language <laughs> skills, trying to understand what's going on. But um, it was so beautiful, man. Uh, it was really quite quite a, a beautiful film. And it just the, the way the discovery of that, you know, where it was like, I, I didn't actually intend on watching that, but I found it through searching for the soundscape and, and this ambience. And, That's so nice. Is that on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I think it's uh, it's not a legal copy on YouTube. I believe it's <laughs> someone that's uploaded it, but um, it is really well done. And it just, yeah, the, I don't know, man. It just it just took me back to the space because it's kind of got these Wong Kar Wai feel, you mm. know, vibes to it. But mm. it's it's it, you know this kind of Shanghai grit. Yeah. Um, and there's just something about it. But, but the original like the soundscape that was on YouTube that, that I can also send through to you. Um, it kind of reminded me a little bit of, of the, the glimmers piece that you just shared with us. Um, had these sort of layers and stuff, and it just sort of—it's sort of like these, these journeys through space, you know, through spaces, you know, mm. with, with the field recordings. Because um, I know earlier on, you know, you, uh, well, you, you used to do a lot of field recordings, mm-hmm. um, and I mean that was actually something I did, you know, once upon a time as well. I, I just trying to like bring different places together through. Through, through field recordings and kind of merging them together and, and creating these kind of like new new journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, do you still do a bit of field recording? Um, I haven't for a while. And it's, it's always something that I'm thinking about getting back into. Um, I need to get myself a new recorder, but I really like what you just said about sort of mashing or merging two places together. You know, I yeah. quite like that juxtaposition of recording like, uh, you know, busy city street with the, cicadas or something like that you know and putting those sounds together and seeing how they interact i love that we should do something with that yeah i mean i'm gonna send it to you now man um just maybe you could have a a a quick uh just a quick uh watch of it but um it was it really was quite um quite beautiful um i'll see i've just sent it through to you And you see how it sort of just pans in and out of different... Ah, oh, it's different. so lovely. And the video is beautiful. Yeah, it's quite well done. Um, so that first, that intro bit where it says along the Sujol Canal, that's mm. that, I was trying to find that song. If anyone knows what that song actually is in Chinese, I'd love to know. I'd, I want to find it but because um, it doesn't come up under that name. Um, but yeah, that led me along to find this movie. So it was this kind of like little serendipitous uh, exploration. And um, it kind of kicked my kicked myself into gear just getting back into my Chinese and, and just kind of getting into that space. Um, um, and, and speaking of that, just another thing I was listening to recently, uh, Reno actually introduced me. There was this band, this Japanese band called Cody Lee. I don't know if you've heard of them. Uh-huh. Um, but they just they got this music video. It's so well done. And it's like pretty much taking all of this, uh, you know, this kind of, it's kind of funky Chinese stuff and, and mm. putting it into this this music video with this kind of really high production value, but kind of 
I, mean, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm going to send it through to you. And it's the, the, the track's actually called War Aini, you know, I love mm. you. Mm. Um, it's a Japanese song, but they just, the way that they flick between kind of the Japanese and the Chinese stuff is just so well done. And it's just this really beautiful juxtaposition and kind of merging of, of ideas. And, and that's mm. something I think Wong, Wong Kai Wai really does well. You know, he's kind of got Japanese stuff, Chinese stuff, Taiwanese stuff. And, and, and it's all sort of, it just seamlessly matches together. Um, and and it, it just, it's, I mean, it's heartwarming, you know, I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not too familiar with Wong Kar Wai's work actually, but I have watched, um, what's the, the, what's the most famous one? Uh, the, the one in Hong Kong? Uh, maybe Chunking Express or In the Mood for Love? Ah, In the Mood for Love, sorry. Yeah. yeah. In the Mood for yeah. Love. Yeah. Yeah. So that, um, you'll probably see some just, from a palette perspective, this uh, this Cody Lee song it really kind of has some of that in there, but it's a little bit younger. You know, I think in the mood for love has definitely got that more, um, you know, that kind of older, uh, more mature feel to it. But mm. in terms of just the palette, this this music video really is pulling from that. And I don't know, it just it really is like, yeah, I I can see what they're doing, and I really love it. You know, it's just like, you know, it's just good stuff. You know, um, uh. But yeah, so that that's that, and then um, it was just yeah, really good to watch that, and um, just kind of keep in that space. Good um, man. You, what, what 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 have you been into lately? So um, I just did something that not many people do. I subscribed to YouTube. Uh, subscribed to YouTube Premium. Um, oh yeah. Getting sick of the adverts, man. Like seriously, uh, and and they they've made all the adverts sort of like. Uh, you, you have to watch it right it's compulsory yeah. to watch it now so you're yeah. just wasting so much time so i signed up um but my my idea behind it was to because you know say what you will about youtube but the algorithm is absolutely amazing you know the the, yeah, the videos yeah. that it recommends to me the music that it recommends to me i never would have found in my whole life um yeah. so i've been going on a bit of a rabbit hole with yeah. like really good music on YouTube. Um, starting off with with people that I already sort of know, like, you know, start off with a Brian Eno video and then you go to the right-hand side where they recommend, you know, artists for you to listen to, jumping to Max Richter, jumping to um, <laughs> Hako Yamazaki, the, the Japanese artist, and then it'll eventually give you some new stuff that you can, you know, you can enjoy. Um, yeah. But... Apart from music, I've also really been getting into Maya Angelou. Oh yeah, uh, the writer, the the mm. late the late author. Um, I've I came across a quote that I wanted to talk to you about, and it it is sort of something that you you touched on earlier in this episode. Um, yeah. She has this quote that says, "There is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you." And I think this quote is talking about uh, your potential, right? Reaching mm-hmm. your full potential as a human. And this is something that I started to think a lot about over the last couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. like, how do we know? How do you know, Cody? How do I know if I'm reaching my full potential or not? What does it mean? Mm-hmm. What does it look like to reach my full potential? Yeah, yeah. that's a good one, man. I, I really feel you. Um, I think coming back to the seasonal analogy, uh, you know, the, the moon cycles and the, the waxing and the waning, I feel like we sometimes we know, you know, we're, when we're on it, you know, and we're, we're, in the, we're heading the right direction. Mm. But then other times, you know, we, we let ourselves drift, drift a little bit away, um, you know, to, to sort of to starboard or to port. And we're, we're getting a little bit, you know, away from that direction that we know that we need to be on. And I think deep down, if, if, we, if we really sit, and, and meditate on the idea. We, we kind of know what it is we need to do. Um, the feeling. And yeah, like I mean, to give you a concrete example, I, I've started working. Um, well, I've got a number of things that I do, as you know. But um, there's, I've started working with um, with a, a buddy of mine, and, and we're doing some design stuff, and it, it's really cool work. Um, but at the same time, it's taking up a lot of time, and it's um, time that I, I used to kind of just have available, just mm. as as kind of a um, just you know, it was like it was like an estuary. The the, water, the tide came in, the tide comes out. But it, sometimes I'd do stuff in that time. Sometimes I wouldn't. But it was always there. But now that I haven't got that time, I'm starting to realize like, man, I'm just going to work. You know, work, work. Hmm. Coming home, and unless I actively work on my own stuff, it's not going to get done. 
Um, and I know there's a number of, of, of works, uh, a number of stories that are, you know, it's, it's inside me as, as um, Maya says, you know, and, and it's kind of like, it is a burden, you know, um, and I, I have to get it out. And the, the more I think about it, it's like, yeah, trying to structure my life to be able to do that, which isn't really the most effective way, you know, from the kind of, you know, financial or just general advice, people were like, well, you know, you've got to live. But at the same time, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. It was a little bit, it, it seemed like it was almost easier when the choice wasn't there. You know, when I was, you know, just starting out and I, I kind of, even if I wanted to, I wasn't able to, you know, to, to you know, I had to just do the thing that I needed to do because yeah. I didn't have any, I didn't have anything else to do, you know? Yeah. Um, but when you get a bit older and you're like, well, actually, you know, I've got responsibilities, I've got to work, um, I've got to do this and that. Um, it, it can be frustrating, man. Like, you know, I mean, and it sounds a bit funny, but that's kind of the world we live in now where mm. you, you've got, you know, the, the kind of proletarian mode of creation where you just go and work and you go home and you just consume and da, da, da. It's like, man, human potential is, you know, beyond that. I think it's available for everyone. Um um, oh, it's 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 there, but it might not necessarily be available for everyone. I mean, it's hard. So I mean, I don't know, man. Mm. Um, I mean, what what do you think? I mean, do you think it's not available for everyone, or do you think it's just that some people don't have the energy or the determination to try? Like, do you think that everybody could be an artist in the world, and there are <sighs> people that just don't try, or is it that? there really are people who are artists and people who aren't oh yeah i mean i don't even know if i consider myself an artist man like <laughs> seriously like i i mean i think it's there's a number of things so like i always come back to like i think about my grandmother like we we, we were staying with my grandparents for a while uh, bless their souls um but you know that's sort of you know 80 85 um you know still sort of you know, pottering around, and, and and I love them both dearly, my my um, both my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I look at the world that they grew up in, and and having spent six months living with them during lockdown, you know, unintended, yeah. unintended to to be stuck there. But you know, getting to know them and that, I was like, man, this world, the universe that they grew up in, was so profoundly different to the one that we have today. Mm. Um, that you know, I, I don't know. I'm not. It, it's it's difficult to be judgmental on it, you know. And it's like, man, that that the world that they were in, where because you know they don't really um, necessarily have creative pursuits like we do, but at the same time, you know, my grandmother loves knitting. You know, she loves creating little scarves and things. And it's like, man, how many people can knit? Yeah. You know, with, with wool. You know, it's just like this like dying skill. And so, you know, there's absolutely, you know, there's nothing else creative, but it's like the fact that she's doing that, it's like it's the most beautiful thing. And mm. I, I had sort of ignored it for so long. I thought it was pretty normal, but it's like, man, in, in, in 10, 15 years, you're going to have nobody who knows how to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, seriously. And and stuff like that, which is like you, you look at it in, in, in perspective and it's like, they've, you know, and because they work their whole lives, you know, just mm. working class people and, at the same time, in that within that, they found this ability to do something creative. You know, um, it's nice, isn't it? And yes, it's very, exactly. it's very honest, very honest yeah. way of living. Um, at the same time, you know, I think that the artist, artist, you know, kind of trying to be this thing. Um, it's almost like a product of this this kind of world we're in, this super connected digital world where everyone has to be an entrepreneur and you're or everyone has to be a social media brand and you know da 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 and it's like man that's kind of bullshit you know it, like, is. it really is isn't it uh, um and it, the, when it when it becomes obvious to you and when you see it you're like yeah this is actually not really the <laughs> thing that I, I need to be doing you know um yeah. so i know sorry we're, we're talking just in parables here man but it's like it's yeah fun. it's fun but it's really it's really refreshing to see people on uh, like YouTube, for example. You know these uh, these kind of big accounts that I watch sometimes, um, where they are just really honest, and they're not like saying, you know, subscribe now, smash that like button, you know, yeah. please follow, yeah. and blah blah blah. You know, these people who are just being honest and offering what they have to give without trying to shill it and sort of get numbers and this. I love, I love seeing that. That's very refreshing because it's very rare, 
know? Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you some ideas, man. This is just like a, a meandering conversation, but there's I think we're coming into a, a, a new period of consciousness in a way. Like, I mean, just a number of guys that I work with, like these young young guys, and I'd consider them sort of Gen Gen Z, you know. Mm. Um, you know, sort of not 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 quite, you know, but you know, sort of a lot younger than myself, anyway. And you know, a lot of them are like, yeah, I don't, I don't consume mainstream media. You know, mm. that's like that's what they say, and it's like, okay, cool. Um, and so that you know, their consumption habits, are, are, even though you know people could be like, it's the TikTok generation. It's like at the same time, their consumption habits seem to be maybe a bit different, a bit more selective. I, mm. I don't know. Um, and yeah, there is this kind of desire for authenticity. Um, I think. It's a it's an ongoing thing, you know. Well, we're swinging back the other way because we had so long of everybody faking their lives on social media, right? Everything is fake. Yeah. So now we're swinging back the other way, possibly. Yeah, yeah. And I think the other component of it, which I was reflecting on today as well, is like just with this New Zealand Nocturnes show coming up in October, um, you know, so many things have fallen into place, which um, I can't go into detail just yet, but, you know, a lot of stuff's coming together for mm. it, which... Uh, you know, two or three years ago, if I had been in the same position with the same venue with the same stuff happening, you know, I would I wouldn't have believed it. But it, it's just it just has ha- seemed to have happened in just the most natural way. Um, you know, the, 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 everything has kind of fallen into place um, almost effortlessly, and, and not that it was effortlessly, but it kind of it feels like that because it always used to be a struggle, and I was trying to be this thing, and and now that I'm doing what that this work that's really I'm being really honest about my work. I'm not trying to be anything that I'm not. Mm. It, it feels like it's almost easier and people respond to that and, and come into that. Um, and not, not, not to be too hard on my, on my previous self, you know, but um, I, I think there were, there were glimmers of hope in, <laughs> in the old, the old, the, in the, the old work. And, and I still look back on it fondly, but at the same time where it's, where I'm taking it now, it's like, it feels like it's, it's coming together. Well, that was your foundation, man. That's what led yeah. you to this point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and and it, but again, it was what it needed to be at the time. But it, yeah. now it's, it couldn't just be that forever, you know. Mm. Um, mm. And I think you know, as you, and it's natural for things to evolve. They want to evolve, um, and so yeah. So I don't know, man. That's sort of just musings. I love it. <laughs> But uh, I want to tell you something uh, quite a quite interesting experience that happened to me recently. Um, so a couple of months ago, I, I was back in Suffolk and I got this email from an artist. Um, he was a student in New York. Mm. And uh, I'm really sorry if you're listening, but uh, I, I'm not dissing you, but the experience was pretty wild. Um, so he emailed me. And uh, he said, oh, I really love your music. I'd really like to use it in my final year piece, uh, final year video. And um, I said, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, I'm, I'm all up for, for supporting students because if, you know, back when I was a student, I would have loved it if I could have used, you know, somebody's music that I really liked. So I said yes to him, but, you know, please uh, put my name in the credits or give my website name something like that at least and he agreed um and i said please send me the video once it's done Mm. so he went away for a couple of weeks making this video and uh, didn't tell me anything about it about the video itself but three weeks later he he emails me back and he says it's finished um the video is finished my class loved it my lecturer loved it i got a really good grade blah 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 um here's the final video so (laughs) i opened it up and um it was almost an exact copy of uh, benjamin bardo's uh paris scenes um like almost scene for scene uh yeah carbon copy um and i thought okay right that's that's a bit too close for comfort and then i realized that the song he'd used in the video my my song that he'd used in the video was not the song that he requested mm-hmm. like when he um when he emailed me the first time he said oh i i really like your song uh, the cloud nocturnes he wanted to use one of the cloud nocturnes pieces so i sent it over to him in high quality but he'd actually ended up using ascension 
Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's just taken it from the Benjamin Bardo video because Benjamin has also used uh, Ascension in one of his pieces. Yeah. Um, so I was just, I was so shocked at this experience. Like, what what's going on here? Um, yeah. To to be to be fair to to credit him, he did uh, credit Benjamin Bardo at the end of the video. Mm-hmm. He said inspired by, but Cody, <laughs> this was like, like this was literally benjamin's video like almost 100 percent, with another track that i hadn't sent him um and it just sort of i thought about it and i was like yeah you know i should be careful (laughs) in the future yeah man it's it's tough man i mean i love benjamin he's an og um yeah i'll keem to catch up with him sometime when i'm over there but um i think i'm a fucking it's hard man Mm. um and when you when you're a student, you know, they, they drill it into you, getting references and kind of pulling it in and making mood boards and da-da-da. And maybe, and people don't know anything. Man, I didn't know any. I didn't know anything when I was a student, you know. And, <laughs> um, and, in a way, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a carbon copy, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's if it's a bit too close for comfort, that's, mm. um, yeah. It was a shame. Such it was such an uh, an interesting experience. I was like, you know, I I I've thrown this guy. Or, well, you know, I've done him a favor. So I sent him high quality music of the song that he asked for, and then he just ripped some other track of mine from YouTube. It's a little bit sort of yeah. cheeky. I mean, I think at a high level, um, what I was think, actually thinking about something similar today. But um, ultimately, you know, I see myself as a bit of a an artisan in a way like the commercial work, the commercial space has never really super interested me. Um, and what I mean by that is I've been, I've done commercial photography. I've done commercial projects. I've done commercial design of, of stuff. And um, often it's pretty cool. And I've worked with some really cool people, but I've had other experiences where it kind of sucks mm. um, because it's just like, you're in this machine. It's like, Oh, we just kind of want something that kind of looks like this. Um, we don't necessarily want you, but you're the guy that came up and that's the guy we want, you know, or that's the thing we want. And it's, it's not Cody. It's just like this kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, working with companies and art directors and people who are like, yeah, let's just give me something like that. You know, give me the, give me the, give me the Pinterest, you know, here's kind of what we want go. <laughs> yeah. And um, I realized it's like, yeah, that's kind of not me guys, you know? Yeah. Um, and I always said, arena, it's like, man, I didn't even like fashion. It's like, this new world concept like fashion and, and commercial stuff wasn't a, some, something that I was aware of until I landed in Tokyo. Um, I spent my entire youth, <laughs> we call them, we call it a bogan. I don't know what the, the what you say in the UK, but you know. You said I, chav. Oh, maybe chav. I mean, not in a, um, in, in, a um, in the sense of an, an annoying kind of a thing, but just like, uh, um, you know, blissfully unaware <laughs> of, <laughs> You know, very Arcadian, you know, sort of wandering around the hills, you know, fishing and hunting. And maybe it's, it's more like a hobbit thing. Uh, maybe that's probably the better way of thinking about it. But a very um, hobbit lifestyle that we had um, growing up. Um, and, and and then it's like, yeah, now we're in the city. And it's like, and, and so in that way, there's this kind of um, lack of, I mean, I think we might talk about this last time. But it's the same with like Katsuhiro Otomi. You know, he he came from the countryside. He moved to Tokyo, and he's like, "Oh wow!" So it was all new for him. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's like, oh, you know, I get, I'm I'm quite sensitive to things. Um, and so, so yeah, someone ripping ripping the stuff like that, ripping stuff off, it's like, yeah, that's not really comfortable. Yeah. Um, but maybe he's a bogan. Maybe he's a hobbit. Yeah. Oh no, no. I mean, maybe he's the opposite. You know, like the city, city slicker. He's like, yeah, <laughs> just pull, pull in the references, man. Mood board yeah. it, get it done, shit, shit it out, and move on to the next thing. Um, and that commercial movement where it's like pace, the pace is important. I don't know. I've always found that a little bit uncomfortable and really hard to, um, I don't know, kind of, you know, connect with. Um, you know, like, cause I, I, you know, I get other projects come in where it's like, this is me. They want me that we've talked about it. They get the concept. Um, they get what I'm trying to do. And, and in a way I've really been able to formalize that. Cause I didn't have the language for that prior to Danchi. I didn't really have the language for trying to talk about what I'm trying to do. Mm. And even with Danchi, it kind of came out, but it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily formalized. I think over the years I've kind of looked back on it, like, um, this idea of places and home and wandering, it's kind of coming together. Um, but what's been really powerful with, with this New Zealand stuff is it's like kind of got the concept is, is just so 
you know, like I spend, you know, hour, you know, hours working on these concepts and trying to connect the images and trying to make it work and, and, and how, you know, how the images talk to each other. Um, whereas I think if I was just go, okay, you know, mood board A, mood board B, let's go, you know, and, and push and push it out. It almost feels a bit sort of superficial. Um, and so potentially, you know, like, cause I know Benjamin is just an incredibly intelligent guy. He's, he's so creative and, and what he's done with, cause I know the exact video you're talking about, you know, the, the, the way that, you know, the, the concept of, of like the points and the point clouds and, and it all connecting together is something that's inspiring for me, uh, you know, playing around with that idea. And, and I know that he's, he's, he's deep into that. He's got a concept that is, it stands up to scrutiny. Yeah, he does. You know what I mean? But whereas if you're just, oh, we're going to do something kind of like that. And, and maybe, I don't know, maybe I feel a bit guilty of that sometimes. It's like, we're just going to go do something, but we haven't really got the concept to back it up. And it looks cool and it's flashy and it works, but it's also like, yeah, it doesn't really sit on the same level. It's shallow. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that, that's the thing. I think people, we all go through that phase where it's like, oh, we're just trying to, you know, create. Mm. Um, but I think as the journey goes on, <laughs> you know, you, you, you want to bring meaning into it and you want to take it to the next level. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, that's great. And, and, you know, I realized halfway through that, um, that you're actually really, really good at talking about your work. Um, and I've known that, you know, since, since I met you, uh, four years ago, you are, um, you have a skill at really, really being able to talk about your work very well and to like captivate your listener. Um, you. so <laughs> my, my question is like, is that natural for you or do you have to sort of sit down and flesh out your ideas that you want to talk about next time you meet somebody to talk about your work? Well, um, I, so I, I kind of, maybe if I was to put it, pin it on anything, coming back to this Hobbit analogy. Um, <laughs> I, I like to, th I like to think that I'm very naive and, and, and a straight shooter. Um, and this came, this has some interesting consequences sometimes, but you know, again, man, it's like, man, I, I don't understand the politics of things sometimes, mm. you know, I just go out and do my thing and it's kind of like this happy-go-lucky, you know, and it's like, well, yeah, this is what I'm doing. I'm going out and and I talk about it and I, and I narrate it, you know. Um, I, I don't let myself get too bound up in it, I guess. Um, mm. I, I just kind of let it flow. Um, yeah, it's natural. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yes, maybe. And uh, you, when, you, when you're also, I guess, connecting with people who are in that space i've got friends working in you know curation and fine arts and, and the creative field you know you you do learn to talk about the work mm. um there's certain words and there's almost a language like a, a lingo a lingo for for talking about creative work um which maybe the the general public isn't isn't aware of but you know you can you can target it to different people but if you are talking with other creatives you can bust out ideation you know concepts you know different <laughs> things that you know, don't mean anything to the general public, but you know, yeah. I love it. Iconoclast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what everyone um, says, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but look, man, sorry, getting back to the Benjamin thing, like, oh man, it, it is hard because I, I feel like maybe I've been that student before, to be honest. I think we all have, though. I think we've all yeah. been that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I, I I think I've I've taken it, I've, I've taken things and I've I've played with them, but. I don't know. It I guess it takes a certain kind of thing to be like, yeah, but this is, this is mine. You know, like it's like hmm. you kind of know when it's derivative. How, how do you feel about it? I guess like you know, going through university, I remember what it was like to have all of this inspiration suddenly thrown at you because you're in this inspiring environment. You've got like libraries of books and videos and interesting music to listen to. Um, and suddenly getting, you know, before university, I wasn't getting inspiration thrown at me all the time. Um, so then being in that environment and, and very quickly you have to start making work, making your own work. It is, it is difficult to form the story, the backstory, the idea behind your own work when you're in that environment, because you are just literally soaking up everything like a sponge. Right. Mm. So uh, I guess you are kind of like shitting out a copy of, of what you are most inspired by. But it is yeah. really important to remember that you have to, like Austin Cleon talks about this all the time. You can steal other people's work, but you must make it your own because oh, yeah. it, you've got to regurgitate it in your own way. Um, yeah. You know, don't just copy paste. 
I, I think if, if I can sort of add to that, I, I feel like if, if I was to go back and, and reflect on what happened, like the Tokyo thing, mm. in a way, because it's, again, we've talked about this a million times, but like, you know, there's millions of people, but you're kind of an audience of one. It's just you looking around being like, what the fuck is this? Um, and so I found it super inspiring in a way because you, you can kind of reinvent yourself, you know, you can be anything. And we, I used to joke with my friends, it's like, man, let's just be, you know, like let's put on a suit and just fucking walk into place and be like, yeah, I'm the shot you know, like, um, cause no one, you know, you can be anything. And it's like, when you're a hobbit, you know, you're, you, you can't, you know, and you, you come to the big city, you know, and it's like, Hey, it could be anything. And at the same time, creatively, it's like, you're, you're kind of an, on an Island, you know, because, maybe, you know, there's all this stuff happening and you're just kind of like absorbing it, but you're not able to necessarily go and, and, and collaborate with people straight away or maybe you're just by yourself. And and I found that because for a number of years, I was, I was just kind of by myself. You know, I didn't really have any close creative collaborators in, in the first few years anyway. Um, and so I was kind of like, I'm just going to go do this thing. And I, I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't hold back in, in a way. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so what it led me to do is like very quickly, I was like, oh, well, who the fuck am I? You know, because very quickly the Hobbit thing kind of was like, actually, is that me? You know, what what what's the true me? You know, um, and then uh, that came back to this like, well, actually, what I've always done, which is like the the wandering, the, the the mountains, the hills, you know, and applying this template to to the city, and 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 kind of building a bit of a like a personal logic for for what I do. Yeah. Um. You know, and it wasn't like, oh, this is cool. It's like, it just it's just what I do. Um. And, you know, even growing up, you know, and stuff, I was like, man, we used to just go for these huge journeys, you know, just following the riverbank, you know, mm. um, forever. And it just so happened that I did that in, in a city, but um, it was kind of going back to my roots in a way. I mean, I used to, I used to go fishing with my dad, um, like fly fishing. And it's just like, you know, you'd sit there for hours just casting a, a line into the water, you know, it's, it's just this like this sublime Arcadian thing. And that's exactly like the, the way we used to go fishing is the exact way that I photograph. You know, you just slowly meander through a place, you know, stop, set up the tripod, no rush, just take the photo. Um, and then it's very meditative, very Zen-like. And then I pack it up and then I move to the next location and I go for, for hours, I go for miles, eventually looping back. And I see like a, definitely a connection between those two things. And, and that's what I was doing as a, as a kid and a teenager, you know, like we just go, go wander the river, you know. Well, it's nice uh, to see the epitome of slow life, you know, fishing yeah. and photography is absolutely slow. I actually, um, yeah, I actually, I, I, I'm keen to, what, like one day, it's, it's kind of funny because I, I, tr- I tried to pick up fishing again hey, the other like, <laughs> couple of years ago, but it's hard because I feel like one day I'll just, I'll come back to it. Yeah. Um, you know, when I'm an, an I'm an old man, you know. Um, but for the moment, it's like it's a yeah. I'll, I'll put it on hold for the moment. But um, yeah. cool. Um, the other thing I was just going to say, man. Like, sorry, I, I had some things written down here, but and I know this conversation is just going all over the show. But um, <laughs> I, I have though. really, <laughs> I have really enjoyed working with these with these new guys at this design office. I mean, like. Yeah. Um, they're bringing some inspiration to me and it's just like it, it is in a way it is really great to not be that loner kind of fishing on the river but actually having other people to talk to i don't know it just feels like everything's just a lot more solid in a way um, good are you feeling more content more happy yeah I'm, I'm feeling really good about things man i got some i got, had some brainwaves the other day and um the series is coming together everything some in my old work i've been reflecting on that um got it getting into a bit more writing yeah everything it's it's kind of yeah we're, we're good man good. good i'm really glad to hear that man um so yeah that, that that's all of the all of the topics i had do you have any other topics or Sick. i just wanted to quickly ask you if you uh have any newsletters email newsletters that you really love to subscribe to anything that really inspires you oh man i yeah i i kind of like am in this like difficult place where i have like six email accounts um, <laughs> spread over a number of providers um i started using proton mail you know trying to get off gmail and yeah i i, I don't know man i i, I kind of hate email in a way yeah yeah but email can go fuck off like um i i love i, I love going and finding people's updates um ah, I, love making, I love making that down. Yeah, and I, I'm still trying to like wrangle RSS feeds. That is like it was a thing once upon a time, and now it's kind of not. It's yeah, sort of died a bit, isn't it? 
Yeah, um, I am playing around though. I've, I've got some ideas for my own stuff because I, I don't want to be that guy just creating more, you know, more spam. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm loving audio stuff. Um, I'm listening podcasts, to a few right? pod, yeah, yeah podcasts, um, just some Bitcoin podcasts and that. But like, just uh, then and another one um, just around architecture and that. But I don't know. I, f- I find audio is a little bit more kind of me. Mm. Um, so I'm thinking of maybe starting up a podcast. Um, um, more around kind of the derive Cody thing, um, where I can talk talk to various people. Um, so I might get your technical advice on that. But yeah, looking to maybe do that um, and explore some of the concepts in a bit more detail. Yes, um, deep. But yeah, thank you. How about you? Do you um, do you, have you got any newsletters? I do. Um, I really love uh, Brain Pickings by oh, yeah. Maria Popova. Um, it's quite a long one. Like she emails every Sunday, I think it is. Uh, and it's sort of full of quotes from her favorite books or um, beautiful illustrations from, from you know, illustrated books. Um, she's an absolute genius and she is a collector of books and quotes. And, you know, she she's basically creating like a small Wikipedia page in her yeah. um email newsletter because she's linking everything together so she'll start talking about a quote on love and then she'll say this reminds me of the quote from my angelo which reminds me of this quote from uh, mary oliver blah 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 and um so that that's really good it's just it's it's quite long um yeah and it comes every Sunday. So you're sort of, if you don't have time during the week to read the old one, you get another one. You're like, oh my God, I've got two to read now. Um, so yeah. that's pretty much. But a bit smaller, smaller ones, uh, Seth Godin. Seth yeah. Godin does a daily email newsletter where he's talking about like marketing and sort of ideas for life and becoming mm-hmm. a better business person or a better worker or something like this. And he's... he's email newsletters are super short sometimes Mm. just a couple of lines um Mm. and it's just like a little idea that he's had brewing in his mind uh i really like those they give me a lot of inspiration so those those two are really great yeah that's cool to hear i mean yeah i i I don't know maybe i i need to just take stock of a few things but i'm i am i am considering just moving towards audio-based stuff like um yeah, I, I I don't know what it is, but I struggle to just read big text on on screens. Like, mm. I mean, I read I read books all the time, but any kind of like you know wall of text just really makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. and email as well. It's like what what I kind of like about Proton Mail is like just something about the UX. It it doesn't make me want to click the emails and open them up. Like Gmail, it's like this big thing. Like you know, new email has arrived. You know, uh-huh. this big kind of just the way they design it. Whereas Proton, it's like sometimes I miss emails because I didn't it, it didn't even notify me or it, mm. it just slips in there. Mm. And I feel it's a little bit more comfortable that way. It's like, oh man, I don't care, you know, like just I'll check the emails when I go to the office, you know. Um, but I don't know, just trying to like wean myself off that a little bit, which I think is an, an ongoing challenge. Um, with, Good man. Uh, that sounds digital. like, yeah, clearing your, your head a bit. Yeah, just kind of going back to basics. And I had this little phrase, which I'm going to share with you, man. Um, mm. Just, uh, and I can claim this one as original, but I think, you know, a good creative life is like Mediterranean food, man. It's just basic ingredients, just really put together well. I love um, that. And did you say like that's that, your own, that's your own quote? I might have, I might have pilfered it, but subconsciously, but subconsciously, I, I came up. Yeah. I came up with that one just today, but that was just like, man, all you need is some tomatoes, some olives, um, some pasta, you know, some pepper and salt, you know, some boiling water, you know, just a few things, you know, I and it just, it. and and I think we we overcomplicate things, you know, and it's like, right, you know, I got my, I got my newsletter, and it's like, fuck, it's like, just create some really fucking amazing shit, and um, it will float to the surface, and if you open yourself up to the universe as well, and like seriously, man, my my curator lives next to me, man, and. That wasn't by, you know, that that was an, a total accident. But the universe was like, hey, well, I'm going to connect you two guys up. Um, and, and we just bumped into each other. And now we're doing this amazing show together. And, you know, you and I met randomly. Like sometimes shit just happens and you can't you can't optimize. You can't. There's no like, uh, you know, how to for that. You know, there's no Zapier. <laughs> there's, no, there's, no, there's no Google calendar event for that, you know. So <laughs> I don't know, man. You just got to like live your life, be pure, be good. You know, um, I love that. 
yeah. So but maybe we'll wrap it up there because I'm just musing on shit now. But um, that's perfect. I'm going to write that quote in the in the show notes because that please, is fantastic. Yeah. yeah um, it. But it's good, man. It's good to catch up. I'm, yeah. I'm really, it's, it's been a few weeks, but um, really good to chat to you, man. Let's try again in two weeks. Yes. We'll still, all right. Sweet. See you later, man. Bye.